We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Live. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. This is Sports Open Live on KMOX. There are a few times a year where if you're on Twitter, you type in Heyman, you type in Hassan, you type in Morosi, you type in my guy, Robert Murray, who we had uh, earlier on the program. Who am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing some uh, Sherman, Joel Sherman. He's good. I remember when uh, when the COVID stuff was going on, the, leading into what turned into the 60-game season, like I... We we were stuck in our houses, right? Like we had we had nowhere to go. I'm sitting there on my phone or on my computer, and that's all I'm doing all day long, just like cycling through those nine Twitter accounts to see what the latest is going to be, if there's going to be baseball or not. Well, uh, now we do that at trade deadline, and we do that during the winter meetings and other big times of the year. Uh, John Morosi tweeting out just a few moments ago in Juan Soto trade talks. The Cardinals haven't been willing to include Dylan Carlson and their top prospects in the same offer, at least thus far. Negotiations are reaching a critical point. So basically what that means is the Cardinals are willing to give up Dylan Carlson, maybe willing to give up Nolan Gorman, but they're not willing to give up those guys and at the same time give up Jordan Walker give up Mason Wynn. And that seems to be the rub at this point. The Nationals won it all. I, I kind of feel like like the, the, this is a big game of chicken right now. If you're if you're Rizzo, the, the Nationals GM, what you're doing is you are pushing the Cardinals, you are pushing the Padres, you're pushing the Dodgers. You're pushing, where's the mystery team? There's always a mystery team. We always hear that. MLB Network and one of those insiders will come on. We're hearing that there is a mystery team in the negotiation. Where's our mystery team on the Juan Soto dealings? But what you're doing if, if you're the Nationals is you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there 
and you're engaging a little bit, but you're you're making the other side feel really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable, where it gets to a point that they just keep adding stuff in. And then you get to the trade deadline, which is like 22 and a half hours away. And you see who has given you the best offer. And at that point, you say to yourself, okay, is this an offer that we're willing to take? Do we feel like if we hold on to him and reopen this in the in the wintertime that we can get more? And if you don't think you can get more, then you take the best offer. But really, that that's got that's the negotiating ploy here. And the only the only thing that can go wrong, the and this is a big thing that can go wrong. The only thing that can go wrong is you just sit there and listen so long that one of those teams all of a sudden says, you know what, we can't wait on this. If we're not going to get Soto, we can't end up with nothing. So this piece that we're offering you, well, we're now offering that piece to another team to acquire another player. And then all of a sudden, the values of the deal start going down. So if you're the Nationals and and that starts happening, and that probably starts happening at some point midday tomorrow, if that does start happening, there's probably a point where you go, okay, we got to, if we're comfortable with this deal, we got to pull it off right now because some of these pieces that are going to be parts of these deals are not going to be available uh, moving forward. So, I mean, that's, that's the game. That's the game. I, I'd love, I'd love, I would absolutely love to just be with a John Mosellock, any general manager, especially for a team that's buying, but you know what? Being with, with Rizzo right now and watching how he handles it from a selling standpoint would be really interesting as well. I would love just to be able to be a fly on the wall and just watch everything that goes down and really experience how much, uh, just experience how it all goes down. Yeah. I, um, I asked a, a Major League Baseball general manager once. I said of the... Of all the reports that are out there on Twitter, especially I, I was um, I was specifically talking about the off season. I wasn't talking about uh, this time of year, so maybe it's different when we're at the trade deadline. But I asked I asked about the off season when it comes to all the reports because we see it all the time. I said, "How much of this stuff is real? How much of this stuff is there at least a little bit of smoke where there is some fire there?" And the GM told me, "Not much." that most of the stuff that you see, especially in the off season is really a whole lot of nothing. And you got to realize the other side of this, and I'm not trying to take shots at any of these guys who we rely on their reporting because they're all good. Rosenthal's good. Passon's good. Heyman, like they're all good, but they all have these relationships. And very often these relationships become transactional. So you're, you're friends with, a general manager, your friends with a t- club president, and they're going to give you something. They're going to give you a little bit of information, but there's the expectation that later on they need you to report on something. They need you to say something. They need you to shine something in a certain light. That happens. It happens. It happens probably more than you realize. Happens all the time. So it's very transactional. What's going on right now happens with agents too. Like the the whole the business of insider reporting when it comes to baseball is interesting because there are certain insiders that have a lot of relationships on the club side when it comes to team executives, and there are other 
insiders who have a lot of uh, relationships when it comes to um, to to, in, to uh, agents, and agents will float you information. You know, agents know if their guy's getting traded. So, and then they'll use you to try to lift up the value. That's where the mystery team stuff comes in so often, because the mystery team can be reported, and very often there is no mystery team. It is just being placed there to try to put pressure on one side or another. It's a whole thing. So basically, don't really believe anything you read or hear until something actually happens. Because even the best of the best when it comes to reporting, sometimes there is a fair amount of spin that's going on in there. All right, we're going to shift gears for just a little bit uh, coming up. want to talk about the uh, the legacy of Bill Russell. Russell passing away uh, over the weekend. Surpri- for me, surprisingly so. That was not something that I was expecting to see. We're going to be joined by uh, Earl Austin Jr. We're going to talk about the legacy of uh, Bill Russell. We'll also talk a little slew basketball in there as well. That's next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So when I started hosting this show a few weeks ago, I told you I was never going to act too cool for school when things were really neat to me. I was just going to let you know. And coming back to St. Louis after 20 years away, one of the really fun things is people that 
I look up to, respect, played a role in just me listening to radio when I was really young and wanting to get in radio. Even people who I may have worked with previously who probably don't even remember me, I get to talk to them again. And one of those uh, people uh, is Earl Austin Jr. who joins us right now. Earl, you don't remember me, but years and years, like 20 plus years ago when you were doing stuff at another radio station, I would produce for you occasionally. So it's fun to be able to, uh, to talk to you right now. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Well, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, um, sad news over the weekend uh, when we find out that Bill Russell had passed away at the age of 88. Just when you heard that news, what was your initial reaction to it? Wow. We lost one of the greats ever in, in uh, pro sports, not only in pro sports, but uh, we lost a giant on the basketball court and in society. Uh, like you said, he's on the short list of greatest basketball players whoever laced him up on the sports side, but off the court, you know, as far as from a sports standpoint, he was a civil rights icon, you know, sort of the stands he took and his convictions and uh, was one who really, uh, you know, was really part of that civil rights movement and, uh, you know, really kind of, kind of took the baton from Jackie Robinson and just kind of, ran with it and, uh, you know, kind of led new generation. What what you see today is a lot of guys involved speaking out, being active, but he was, he was doing it back when it was really dangerous, you know, didn't matter to him. So yeah, just a great, you know, and then from a sports standpoint, the greatest winner mm-hmm. of all time in uh, North American team sports. That means just what his, his numbers and what he did, but just winning, just the impact of winning. And everything he did, that was his main objective, regardless of the stats, wins. You wrote in the St. Louis American, <clears throat> stlamerican.com, essentially an obituary, a story about his death. Let, I'll ask you this first. Did you write that after he passed away, or was that something, you know, newspapers will have those stowed away? Had you written that previously? No, I wrote it after he passed. We wrote a little something uh, uh for our website, and also we'll have a nice longer piece in the paper, in our paper this uh, upcoming uh, this Thursday. But, uh, you know, he, he was one of those guys, you always saw him. So it was almost like one of these guys, man, Bill, I was going to live forever because he's always yeah. at the game. He was at the All-Star game. He's at the NBA at 75. <clears throat> you know, he was always there to give away the, the trophy named after him for the MVP. And and it was funny because while we've lost many of our other greats along the way, including like former teammates like Casey Jones, Sam Jones, John Havlicek, some of the great Celtics, you know, then, you know, guys like Jerry Sloan, Uncle Wes, Unfeld, Bob Lanier just recently, and and Bill Russell's older than all of them, and he's still there. And uh, then so to, to kind of get that news, it was like, wow, we lost Bill Russell, you know. And he, you know, he issued it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wrote that uh, last night. Uh, it, it, it's, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable man. St. Louis has a really interesting piece, and it's not a good piece, if we're being honest about it, but St. Louis has a really interesting piece in his story because that draft pick was traded from the Hawks to the Celtics. That was for Macaulay and Hagan. Um, he said to Bill Simmons in 2013, he was asked about that, and in an interview, he said, 
St. Louis was overwhelmingly racist. If I would have gotten drafted by St. Louis, I wouldn't have been in the NBA. As you think about his legacy and the St. Louis connection to it, how do you how do you respond to to, to that and the role that it played and who he turned into? <laughs> he Bill told it like it was. And like you said, Bill, Bill didn't sugarcoat anything. We met what he said, said what he meant. And uh, obviously that trade changed the course of history yeah. in the league. Although St. Louis really, the Hawks did win a championship that fought the year after, you know, 1958. Ed McCauley and Cliff Hagan, great players. Ed was able to come home St. Louis icon in, in his own right, all famers. But uh, Red Arback made the deal and, uh, Boston had never sniffed a, a playoff a win championship, and then they go on to win 11 and become the preeminent dynasty of the 60s, 50s, and 60s. So, I mean, it just changed the course of history, you know. And uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, when Bill Russell says it, you know, you believe it. And not, and obviously he went through, it's about, he, he went through a lot of uh, egregious racist acts in Boston as a player himself, but still he was able to, you know, battle on and uh, lead that franchise to uh, to to the, the glory you saw. Like you say, 11 championships out of 13 years showed just what kind of strong individual he was for what he had to put up with in his own city when he's putting up championship banners and still going, going through it off the court. He's still focused enough to lead that franchise to, uh, you, know, you know, the greatest dynasty in the history of our sport. You mentioned the winning and the 11 championships, uh, the stuff he did. Uh, it's almost funny to think about the University of San Francisco winning NCAA tournament championships. And obviously college sports then and college sports now are, are, are very different. There was a there was a 55 game winning streak in there internationally. A, a lot of success. I don't, you know, people know who he is. People know the championships, but when you really like look at it in print, it is incredible how much he won when he was playing basketball. It's astounding. And like you said, he won those two championships in a row, 55 and uh, 56 at USF. And then the following year as a rookie with the Celtics, took him to a game you know, a championship, won the game seven against the St. Louis Pops in uh, Boston Garden. And then in between his rookie year, you know, they, you know, he went to Melbourne, Australia and led the USA to a, a gold medal in a dominant fashion. I think they won games by 40, 50 points. And, uh, you know, they, they, they were eight. No. So that, that all that in a, in basically a three year period, he, you know, he went from Olympic champion, I mean, a collegiate champion, Olympic champion to, to uh, an NBA champion. And, you know, we know, but we've never really seen anything like that until Magic came along in 79 when he won a, won a high school championship in 78, the NCAA in 79, high school in 77, NCAA in 79, and the NBA in 80. You know, that's what Bill did back in the day. And only he kept it going for the next decade or so. And then did it. And then when he retired, when Red retired, Bill he hired Bill as a coach, first black coach in American sports. Uh, he did it twice as a player coach in '68 and '69 before he retired from playing. I wanted to ask you about the coaching stuff. And look, when you talk about racial issues in the history of our country, one of the worst things that that has been said 
about black people, especially when it comes to athletes, is they're great athletes, but they're not as smart. Like that, that was one of the most horrible things that was said and that existed in all sports when we were talking about African-American presence. How important was it to try to just destroy that horrible narrative that he went out as a coach and had the success that he did? Shout out to Red Arback. You know, he was the coach and the general manager of the reigning dynasty of, of professional basketball at the time. So when he decided to step away from the sidelines and go to the front office full time, you know, he could have gone in a lot of different directions. They said, no, I got my man right here, you know, without even question, Bill, you're still playing, but I want you to be the guy. So, yeah, it was it was a monumental choice, not only to, you know, because not only because he was still playing, and, you know, you, you're, you're going to lead this franchise. And then, you know, they lost the first year because Wilt and Sixers won. And then he took them to two more championships. The last one in 69 was probably the most improbable one because they beat the Lakers in seven games with, with Wilt, West, and Elgin Baylor. They were, you know, they were prohibitive underdogs. They finished fourth in the Eastern Conference that year and barely made the playoffs. They won the championship. But getting back to your question, yes, it was groundbreaking for him to do it to the point where, you know, just think last year you had seven or eight hired at one time, including my cousin, uh, Wes, who's hired with the Wizards. But, Bill, I think it kind of set the tone not only for uh, the league, but for the Boston Celtics because throughout the decades, Boston has, has always hired black coaches and been successful. Casey Jones who was Bill Russell, and his sidekick at San Francisco in the Celtics. He led them to state championships in 1984 and 86. And uh, Doc Rivers uh, coached them to their last championship in 08. And then they've had ML Carr, Sat Sanders, who were all, all of them, you know, they were former Celtic players. And obviously this past year, uh, Emi Odoka led them to, uh, you know, the, the championship finals uh, this year. So, uh yeah, Red Rollback kind of started that, and Bill just kind of perpetuated it. And then, you know, you see great, uh, you know, black coaches, not only in high school, I mean, in the NBA, but, you know, in the college ranks as well. Last thing for Earl Austin Jr., I wouldn't be doing my job if I don't get you out of here without asking you about uh, Bill in basketball. They had an open practice this past weekend. They're getting set to go on, a, on an international trip. How, you get to do these, I think, it's once every four years, I believe, is when the NCAA permits it. And a lot of times teams try to set it up when there's high expectations. You're able to go on one of these trips. What do these trips do for a program as they start to get ready for a season? Well, the thing is you get a chance to get about 10 practices in. And that's valuable time. Obviously, when you got, we got like four or five new players in the program as well. And you're reintegrating Javante Perkins coming back from the injury. You still got a veteran team back, but you got a lot of new faces. So they get a chance to practice together and then go play some games that don't count, but they're meaningful because you're probably playing against some pros, uh, some older guys. So, and then obviously you're going on out abroad. So it's a learning educational experience too for the guys as well and team bonding and everything so it's all uh, a great opportunity to uh you know just kind of put things together before you uh you know embark on a, what's going to be a highly anticipated season this year at shapers earl thank you so much for your time thank you so much for giving some perspective on uh bill russell and look forward to talking to you again real soon Matt, my pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. All right. Earl Austin Jr. joining us here uh, on the program, and we appreciate him taking a moment with us. A Juan Soto update. Does anybody want a Juan Soto update? Can I interest you in a Juan Soto update? He just did a home run off Max Scherzer. 
That's your update. Sorry. Sorry if that let you down. Nothing more than that. Uh, it's so easy at trade deadline time. 314-436-7900. Uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, revisit the very surprising trade in the NL Central today. Josh Hader leaving Milwaukee. How does that impact the NL Central? How does that impact the Brewers? Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine will join us in just a moment as uh, we continue on with Sports Open Line after this on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball world was shocked earlier today when the Milwaukee Brewers traded away their all-star closer, arguably the best closer in the game in Josh Hader. He goes to the San Diego Padres. This is certainly going to impact the NL Central and certainly impact the Cardinals uh, in their attempt to uh, catch the Brewers and move into first place. To talk a little bit about the Hader trade, we bring in a guy who pitched for the Brewers and has covered the team on TV and radio for many, many years. One of my best friends. It is uh, Jerry Augustine. Follow him on Twitter at jaugie 46 Augie, thanks so much for your time. It's always good to talk to you. How surprised were you? when you heard earlier today that Josh Hader was being traded? Well, first of all, it's an honor to be on with you. And you're already doing a great job in, in St. Louis, and uh, you're going to have a lot of fun this summer. I was shocked, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you're, you've got a ball club that is so talented. And how do you win pennants? You win pennants, but not only having good pitching defense and some good offense, but your bullpen plays such an important role. And when you talk about a guy who's really been the, that 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 force in the bullpen for the Brewers, it's been Josh Hader. How does something like that sit in a clubhouse where a team is in first place and they see and, and they're getting a good pitcher in return, a guy who's a very good closer, but a guy who's been part of your core and who's arguably the best at what he does, how does it sit in the clubhouse when that player walks out the door? Well, I think, you know, in baseball, it. it it's part of the business. And, you know, over the last few years in the, in the wintertime or even during trade deadlines, Josh's name has been, been always one of the guys that, hey, are they going to trade Josh Hader? And now it came to fruition. I, I think what happens here is you get some value for him because he's, you have him under your, uh, under your limits of your team for two years. Uh, so uh, it's, or a year and a half, I should say. But, uh, it, he's, uh, it does affect you because Josh has been such a, a big part. He's been that, that force in the bullpen that kind of just go, you goes out each and every time, and he's been a dominant pitcher in baseball. And it's one of the reasons why you have been successful because of the 
what Josh Hader has been able to do for you out of the bullpen. What do you expect to see from Milwaukee now? Because you bring in Rodgers, who's put up really good numbers as the closer in San Diego, at least in terms of his overall saves. He's had some some blips during the year. You also have a Devin Williams, who is probably the closer of the future. What do you expect the Brewers to do between those two guys moving forward? Well, I I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the trade was made for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think Josh is, is at a stage now where they feel maybe they wouldn't be able to pay him next year, and, and they thought, well, they can get the match for him. But what they what they, the Brewers are going to do, I think the trade was made not only to get Rodgers in return, but I think Danielson Lament is really a, an important part of what they're trying to do. If you look at the Brewers in the bullpen, on the left side, they are very, very strong. Now they'll have Taylor, uh, Taylor Rodgers, and they'll have uh, Hobie Millionaire who's throwing the ball well. Jake McGee, I think, who's throwing the ball very well, had 31 saves for the Giants last year. I, and then you add into that uh, Brett Suter. From the left side, they're pretty well set on what they want to have in that bullpen going for the rest of this year and hopefully into the playoffs. But on the right side, I think when you look at it, just you don't quite understand exactly how they were going to go about it. Uh, they had some injuries to some of their young good relievers earlier in the year, didn't get them back. Uh, but I think when you look at what they got, I think Danielson Lamette could be huge for this bullpen. You have uh, you have Williams, of course, probably going to be your closer. Uh, you have Gott, who Trevor Gott has shown the ball very well. But when you get past that, uh, you get past that, where are you going to go? Brad Boxberger has done a really good job for this ball club, led the team in appearances last year. But I think uh, they needed to get someone from the right side that could be a, uh, could help them out. And I think Danielson Lamette is going to be one of those guys that they really was part of the trade that was a very important part that can shore up that right side of the bullpen for the Brewers. From a Padres perspective, Augie, they bring in a, a Josh Hader. Reportedly, they're still in on, on Juan Soto. It feels like they're always trying to catch the Dodgers. How much closer do they get to the Dodgers with the Hader trade? And uh, if they were able to pull off Juan Soto, where would that put them? Well, I tell you, uh, the Soto would just make them probably uh, as dominant as any team in baseball if they were able to get him. But I think when you pick up a Josh Hader, you know that you put the ball in his hands and you know you're gonna you're the game is over. And he's done that for the Brewers for so long. I think what it does is it automatically makes makes the Padres a much better team. You have to be strong in the bullpen into it. That's one area where the Padres were just probably not as good as they wanted to be. And by picking up a guy like Josh Hader, that puts you at, at the end of the game in a in a spot where you where you know what? They're not gonna find out how fun it is to have a guy come out of bullpen and do what he can do until they see Josh Hader on an everyday basis. And he's really going to be a, a big part of that. When you talk about that NL West, he's going to be have a lot to do with what happens out there and for them in the, in the postseason, hopefully. But uh, if they pick up Soto, I, there's, there's going to be as good as anybody. But I think Josh Hader really, really just solidifies their, their bullpen, what they needed to have. And he puts that guy out there that you know you can count on each and every night. You're talking to Cardinals fans right now who also are very hopeful that maybe Juan Soto will be wearing uh, the birds on the bat here in about 24 hours or so. So the Brewers make this move, and it certainly doesn't make them better for this year, and you can argue that maybe they take a little bit of a step back. The Cardinals have yet to really make a move here as well. 
How much do you think the, who wins this division is going to be impacted by the potential moves, the Cardinals and the potential moves that the Brewers make uh, in the next 22 and a half hours? I think it's important. I think the, I think when you look at what the Brewers are doing, part of that trade was picking up Esther Ruiz, a young player who's not a bad ball player. But, you know, they a couple of months ago they got rid of uh, or I should say uh, retired or they've uh, DNF'd uh, Lorenzo Cain. And I thought that was going to hurt this ball club in the long run. When you talk about a guy who's one of your best center fielders in all of baseball, who still can be effective with the bat, uh, you're going to miss him no matter what because he played so well for you. And he really controls that defensive part of, part of the game in, the, in center field. And I think that's where the Brewers are going to be looking. I think they're going to go out, try to find someone who can help them out, even though you look at Tyrone Taylor's doing an excellent job, and they got some guys who can still play out there. But it's putting a lot of pressure on guys like Andrew McCutcheon. Is he going to stay healthy? Health is going to be such a big part of the second half of the season for the Cardinals and the Brewers. It's going to be really important. I think on the Cardinals side, I think the pitching is going to be important. If they can get healthy in that starting staff, I think that's going to – play huge. I think they're as good as anybody on the offensive side. They pick up Soto. It's going to even make them better. But I think on the pitching side, Boyd, sort of find that pitching stat starting staff is going to be a lot. He is Jerry Augustine, a former Brewers pitcher. He also has covered the Brewers on TV and radio for many, many years and a very good friend. Augie, thanks so much for your time. I'm sure we'll find reasons to uh, bring you on again in the future. Anytime, man. I think this is going to be a great race. I, I am so looking forward. I I think this Cardinal Brewer race to the end is just going to be phenomenal. And, you know, it all comes down to playing good in your division. The other two teams are not going to back off. So we're going to have some fun the next two months. Great being with you, though. Awesome. Very good. We are going to have some fun. Jerry Augustine joining us here uh, on the program. He and I did shows together in Milwaukee a lot. Uh, love the guy. So I'm glad that uh, we're able to bring him on. If, we're, if I've got a reason to bring Augie on, you can bet that we are going to find a reason to do so. So uh, mentioned the Juan Soto home run going to our last break. Uh, Sarah Langs, who covers uh, Major League Baseball uh, for their social media channels, uh, tweeted this out. This is pretty good. Juan Soto has 119 career home runs. That's the 11th most by a player before turning 24. With his home run today, he moves by Ted Williams. And these are the players he trails. Now, mind you, one of his seasons was a 60-game season. Now, some of these players I'll mention did not play 162 games uh, when they played in the regular season. But still, he's on this list having played a 60-game season. The only players that he trails in terms of home runs before the age of 24, this is a good list, Andrew Jones, Mickey Mantle, Bryce Harper, Juan Gonzalez, Alex Rodriguez, Mike Trout, Frank Robinson, Ken Griffey Jr., Mel Ott, and Eddie Matthews. Matthews and Ott, by the way, tied at 153, Soto at 119. When is his birthday? This is great radio. When is Juan Soto's birthday? October 25th. So he's got the rest of this year. Uh, to uh, to catch, but he's he's not going to catch those guys. He's not going to get to uh, 153 when he's at 119. Maybe he would have if he would have played an extra 100 games a couple of years ago. All right, uh, we will uh, take one more break, come back, uh, continue to talk trade deadline, kind of recap everything that did go down today as we are we're hot and heavy right now coming up on the trade deadline. Plus, I have a, 
I came up with a philosophy today. Maybe it's not a philosophy. Maybe it's a theory. Yeah, I'll go theory. I came up with a theory today that has to do with buying gas at warehouse stores. I'll explain that to you in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can do so on Twitter. Find me there at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I was joking around earlier about uh, losing a ton of followers from my last job in Milwaukee because of the things that I tweeted out about the Josh Hader trade today. Uh, and then Tom Ackerman tweeted something out about people need to follow me, and that has that has worked. There has been a, a large influx of followers to my Twitter account since then. So uh, shout out Tom Ackerman for, uh, for, for doing that. So here's kind of your rundown of what went down today in the trade deadline. The big one was Josh Hader. He goes from the Milwaukee Brewers to the San Diego Padres. They get uh, Taylor Rogers back. They get Denelson Lamette back. Uh, but it certainly... It does. It, it certainly does not feel like the Brewers got better today. I don't think they got that much worse. Uh, when you look at what they're going to do at the back end of the bull, bullpen, Rogers, Devin Williams, Brad Boxberger going seven, eight, nine, and whatever order they happen to use them, that's still really good. That's still really good. Uh, but they don't have a closer who is on a Hall of Fame path anymore. In Milwaukee, and I think that's notable. That's notable for the way that when if this division might be decided by a game or two, that's notable that they don't have that anymore. Uh, the Astros they make some moves today. They acquire uh, Trey Mancini from Baltimore. They also get Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox are acquiring a former Cardinal and uh, Tommy Pham. Uh, also. Uh, the New York Yankees, they got Frankie Montas today uh, in a deal with the uh, Oakland A's, and that's a little bit notable for Cardinals fans uh, just because uh, Montas was somebody that had been rumored to maybe be on the Cardinals' radar. We had Robert Murray on the program earlier today. He said that what he's hearing, uh, who maybe what pitchers could potentially end up with the Cardinals, he's hearing Jose Quintana, he's hearing uh, Noah Syndergaard, Who's the oh, and he's hearing um, Nathan Eovaldi from Boston. So those were the three names that Robert Murray gave us earlier today. All right, just a few minutes left in the program. I came up with a theory today. It has nothing to do with sports, but I wanted to share it with you. I am a warehouse shopper, meaning I like Costco. I like Sam's Club. I am a fan of both those uh, stores. I like good deals. I like buying large sums of things or quantities of things for whatever reason. And... I like the price of their gas. We're all struggling with gas prices. So I've noticed something. If I go to Costco and I get gas, everybody getting gas at Costco is very much on the same page. We're all playing on the same team. It's get out of the car. You've already got your card ready. You're putting it in. You're putting your credit card in. You're standing there the whole time. The second it gets done, you're pulling the thing out. You're putting it back in. You're getting back in your car. Boom, you're going. Like this is a this is a well-oiled machine. We know there's going to be lines for gas because of how stupid expensive gas is right now, right? So we're all working together. At Costco, it's like we're going to make this go as fast as we can. No dilly-dallying. We are in this thing together. Then you go to Sam's Club and get gas. It's not like that. It's not like that. People act very different at Sam's Club getting gas. It's pulling in putting the car in park, 
turning it off, getting out of the car, opening up the gas tank, getting your wallet out, getting your card out. I got gas at Sam's Club today. Literally, there was a person. She takes the thing out. She puts it in the car. She sits down on, like, the stoop, like, where the gas thing is. She sits down. She can't even stand up. And I hope something medically didn't stop her from being able to do that. Although, if it did, then maybe we need to have another conversation about whether she should have been driving in the first place. If you can't stand up long enough to put gas in. But she she didn't look like she was out of shape. Like, she looked perfectly fine. And uh, then... She starts, like, joking around with the person in the car waiting behind her while the gas is going and doesn't notice that it's over. And then she finally gets in the car, and she takes so much time putting the— it's a, it's a, And the next person did, like, some version of the same thing. So whatever it is, I don't know why, you can you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I have noticed this, and it's not a today-only sort of thing. People who buy gas at Costco, they are. They're working hard to go as fast as possible. They are carrying, they're carrying about their other Costco members. Sam's Club, nope. Just taking their time, not worrying about the fact that the line is 10 cars deep for gas. That's like 10 cents cheaper than if you went to somewhere else. That's all I got for you. All right, Cardinals are back tomorrow. They're going to welcome in the Cubs, Adam Wainwright. Yadier Molina just got done with his rehab assignment. The expectation is that we will see uh, Wainwright and Molina tomorrow, which is always fun. Uh, I've got you for uh, pre and post across the Cardinals radio network. Thanks to all my guests today, Earl Austin Jr., Robert Murray, Murray, Jerry Augustine. Thanks to you for being uh, tuned in, and we'll talk to you again coming up tomorrow for St. Louis Cardinals baseball right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 